0: Hello! You are listening to No Such Word As Can't with me, Hazel McBride. I was always told growing up that there was no such word as can't, and I genuinely believe that that mentality instilled a belief in me that anything was possible if I just set my mind to it. As someone who started off with a seemingly impossible dream and somehow made it my reality, I want to help more people achieve their goals by giving them actionable advice, as well as sharing stories from others who have done the same. Well, it finally happened. I have started a podcast. (laughs) It has only been in the making since uh, just after I published, I still believe, way back in 2019. We're currently in 2022. It has been three years, but life definitely seems to have gotten a little out of control since then. But before I get ahead of myself, let me tell you exactly why you're hearing me through your headphones right now. Why, why me? Why am I doing a podcast? Well, and especially a podcast called No Such Word As Can. not What makes me qualified to tell people how to achieve their dreams? Well, since the age of 14, I had one singular goal in mind of what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to be a killer rail trainer. (laughs) Now, that was something that was very, very clear to me, no matter how ridiculous it potentially sounded to other people. But for the majority of people, no matter where you are in the world, even if you're living in Orlando, Florida, this is still a pretty difficult thing to make happen. In Europe, there are only 25 positions available at any one time working with killer rails. And as someone who grew up in the UK with no cetaceans, so cetaceans being whales and dolphins, in human care at all, I had literally no idea where to start. All I knew was that I would spend my entire life in pursuit of that dream until I made it happen. It wasn't easy. In fact, it was far from it. (laughs) Anyone that I told at school or when I got older at university either scoffed at how ridiculous it sounded or couldn't really understand what it was I wanted to do or why I wanted to do it. And at that time, the only social media we really used was Facebook. (laughs) Oh, I'm showing my age now. And there was a significant lack of information online about how to become a trainer. You know, that's something that I'm very passionate about. It's one of the reasons why I wrote my book. You know, my social media is very open about training and my blog as well. But the only resource that I had back then were trainers themselves. And there were no killer whale trainers or even dolphin trainers in my country at all. So I got very lucky that my mum took me on several vacations to Orlando and I made it my mission basically every summer for about three or four summers straight to get as much information out of trainers as I could. So I booked in for animal encounters, not only so that I could have fun interactions with the animals, but also so that I could pick trainers' brains. This is just the first example of doing whatever it takes to get the information that you need. You can't make a dream a tangible goal unless you know where you need to go. But there are two trainers who stand out in my mind when I think of who helped to set me on the right path way back at the beginning. The first uh, was a dolphin trainer. She was called Amy and she was leading my trainer for a day program at Discovery Cove. Amy, if you're listening, thank you very much. (laughs) You You probably don't remember me, but you helped very much. I must have spent um, the entirety of that day asking her question after question about how to become a trainer. But instead of getting annoyed with me and, you know, growing up and becoming a trainer, I know how monotonous a lot of the questions can be because we as trainers, we do get asked the same like five or six questions every single day. Um, So she was incredibly patient with me. She really took her time, you know, I think she could just see how desperate I was for information and how passionate I was about actually making it happen. And she gave me my first actionable step, which was join IMATA. I hadn't even known that the International Marine Animal Trainers Association was a thing, but after paying my subscription fee, I suddenly had access to job boards, discussion forums, articles, and... I felt like I'd finally broken through the barrier that was excluding me from the field and I could suddenly see exactly which doors I still had to open in front of me. And from there, I did a lot of online research. I spent hours in my university library. To be honest, I probably should have used that time studying, Um, (laughs) but I spent hours just Googling facilities, different marine parks, their internship requirements. I drew up Excel spreadsheets to try and figure out how much I would have to budget in order to afford to intern because unfortunately we all know the majority of internships in this field are unpaid because a dream that is that impossible or almost impossible needs complete dedication. Every single decision I made from the time I was 14 when I decided this is what I want to do. Every single decision I made was about getting me one step closer to my goal. I worked two jobs throughout university. I was a swimming teacher and a lifeguard. And this not only allowed me to save money, but it also gave me relevant qualifications such as CPR and first aid to add to my resume. Even though I hadn't interned yet or really done much volunteering with animals, I was still taking steps to building up that resume. Another trainer that I really have to thank, and she knows who she is. I hope she's listening. Meredith, if you are listening, you know how important you are to me in helping to set me on the right path. Um, a very generous birthday present from my mum was the marine mammal keeper experience at SeaWorld Orlando. And I'm not entirely sure if this experience is even still running. Um, it was pretty epic, though. You know, we got, I got... A trainer to myself it was just me and Meredith I don't know if that's because it's a private tour or if I just booked you know sometimes we get those really lucky days where it's quiet and there's not many people booked into a tour and somehow you can just end up with a private one but you know we got to do interactions with the dolphins play underwater viewing with the dolphins I got to go backstage at wild arctic with the belugas um the walruses as well I think the only place we didn't get to go was Killarill, which is pretty obvious, but we did all of the aquariums, everything else. Honestly, it was an excellent program, but I was just really happy that I had Meredith there, one trainer to myself for the whole day to ask all of the questions that I needed to ask. And um, I still remember we were sitting in the golf cart and I just got changed into the wetsuit because you get to wear a wetsuit for the full day there. And oh my God, that was my first experience of what it was actually like to try and zip yourself into a wetsuit. I was like, oh my God, this is awful. Thankfully, it gets easier when you wear your wetsuit for a long time because it does kind of mold to your body shape. But I remember coming out and sitting in the golf cart with her and she asked me, oh, it's obvious you said that you want to be a trainer. And I was like, yeah, I do. She was like, do you have any idea what animal you want to work with? And I... Remember her hesitation when I told her that I wanted to work with killer whales, but that's because she knew the reality. She knew that it was hard enough to become a marine mammal trainer, never mind specifically working with killer whales. But she was very encouraging and gave me a lot of detailed advice about which internships would accept international students, which was invaluable information that I was struggling to find online. So... um. I went home after that experience and I secured some internships, I got scuba certified, I did everything I could and more to make sure that I would at least get hired as a marine mammal trainer somewhere upon my graduation from university. Um, During one of my internships actually my hopes and dreams of working at SeaWorld were dashed in a fish kitchen by none other than uh, Ted Turner himself. He was one of the original SeaWorld killer rail trainers, if you don't know who he is. And um, he gave me some tough love. He told me basically that I would never secure a position as a killer rail trainer if I approached it like a dream. Uh, I remember he would basically asked me, oh, you want to be a killer rail trainer? Why? And I, I went on about something like oh I love them so much and I just have this feeling when I'm around them and it was all very airy fairy and I could see in his face that that was absolutely not the answer that I should have given um so he told me I needed to start getting serious about it and treating it like my career and he told me to focus on facilities such as Laurel Park or Marineland because due to visa restrictions I would likely never work in an American park and um yeah, it hurt to hear it. And yeah, he was brutally honest. But do you know what? I needed it. I needed to hear that. And sometimes the advice that you need is not what you want to hear, but it's going to be incredibly important in making sure that things work out for you. And it did work. I ended up working with killer rails at both of those parks that he mentioned. (laughs) And yeah, I, I made my seemingly impossible dream happen by the time I was 22. Like, nowhere before when I was 14, 15, going through my teenage years and I knew that this is what I wanted to happen, I never imagined that I would make it happen by 22. No way. That was so young. but I I didn't do it alone. I had so much help. But the important thing is that I was outspoken and asking for it. So Amy, Meredith, Ted, but uh, also Kim, Claudia, and Duncan, and you know, the list goes on. I had so many people fighting in my corner because they believed that I could do it and I will never be able to repay them for the chances that they took on my behalf. So the least I can do is make it easier for all of you. (laughs) So if you're listening to this first episode, and uh, believe me, I cannot wait to share some of my guests with you. If you're listening today and you have a dream in your heart that you want to achieve, then you need to start asking where to start. Find mentors, role models, cheerleaders, a shoulder to cry on, because you will need them all. There is no such word as can't when you have a dream to achieve. So if you want more information about how to become a killer real trainer specifically, then my book, I Still Believe, is available on Amazon. If you want to inquire about personalised coaching sessions with myself, then you can sign up via my website at hazelmcbride.nl. But thank you guys so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do not forget to like, rate and subscribe. Sharing on social media is always a bonus. And don't forget to tag me on Instagram at dreamingwithhazel. And I will catch you guys next week.